This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. America, and welcome to the program. So glad that you're here. We have... uh, we have some really good eating uh, for a Friday for you. Well, I think we're going to start with the Democrats. We've got to accept the election results. Mm. Um, that's just a just a nice, tasty flashback for you. Also, the first lady may not be Melania. She may not want to do the first lady stuff, and so the first lady may be Ivanka. In a bizarre story, we'll we'll get to that. Also, the carrier deal. People are celebrating. Sanders, the socialist, is blasting it. I don't really know why, because it kind of sounds like socialism to me. I want to talk about the carrier deal. We begin right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. First of all, let me get here. The Christmas decorations we now know may have been the motivation of the uh, San Bernardino attacker. Um, it's been man, how did we miss that? Um, yeah, they uh, unearthed a picture. Yeah. Uh, did you see the picture? No, I didn't see it's the a, picture. You know, um, you know, sadly, some of these people who mm. were likely shot afterwards. But he he, had, he was like quote unquote forced to take a silly picture in front of the Christmas tree. Oh my gosh, he was forced to do that. Holy cow! That's what they say. Um, she has made a statement. His wife on an online account that she didn't think that a Muslim should have to participate. Mm, that's true. Should not have to participate. Not in a non-Muslim holiday or event. No, nope. the only one way to handle that, which would of course be shoot everybody, a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. If I could shoot everybody that was ever did anything wrong to me, or made me mad, or made me feel like there was an injustice going on, mm-hmm. no one would uh, be left alive. No, no one would be left alive. <laughs> uh, right. And let me ask you. I mean, this is probably a silly question, but could he have not refused to take the picture? Um, Pat, he just said he was forced. What if you just didn't? Um, so you're well, saying, then, but then the maybe you would have had trouble at work, right? I mean, I, you know, look, I, wouldn't I, that be better than you know shooting a bunch of people? No, yeah. yeah. Why? Why would you say that? Why would? Well, I, you know, it's. I mean, you could shoot people, or you could just say, "Nah, I'm not going to have my picture today. Thanks anyway." Oh, and then Later. okay, so all right, oh, let me just get this right, Mister Hater. Uh, all right. So what you're saying is. Mm-hmm. You're going to say to your boss, no, I'm not going to do that. And then you know what's going to happen. Everybody in the office is going to say, oh, Pat's just doing that because he's whatever, mm-hmm. fat, 
Okay. Old. Yes. Grumpy. All of those things would factor into my decision. <laughs> All right. All of those things. Right. So then you have to live with that instead of, instead of. Instead of killing everybody in the room? Yeah. Instead of killing 14 people. Yeah. Not everybody, just 14. Now specifically, this is a Christmas photo. Right. I know. Okay. Let's say it was a Muslim photo. Uh-huh. You I, in front I of probably the. probably wouldn't be invited to be a part of it. But if I were and I didn't want to. And you were forced to. I would still say maybe no. No, thank you. The factors of, at the Christmas party are still the same. Fat, old, and grumpy. No thanks. <laughs> so I, mean, I can see uh, your point, but you know, I, you know, it, it, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think, I think Just probably, not possible. I think everybody else takes only the alternative. kills the 14 people. Okay. I mean, you're a very restrained guy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah, knows you. Very true. Very, everybody knows you. If they listen key. to this show, they know, they know. you I'm are looking. not the guy who flies off the handle. Right. 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 That's you know very I mean? clear. Okay, let's do this. You're asked to go to the Social Security office <laughs> a fifth time. You're not bringing a high-powered rifle am, and your wife? Actually, I'm going tomorrow. You're going tomorrow. And I'm not bringing They're closed on Saturdays. They're closed on Saturdays. Yes, they are closed on Saturdays. So you should not go tomorrow. You might want to go Monday. It might want to be Monday. That's true. That is, <laughs> yeah, right. That's probably a good point. See what I mean? Now, wow. if you would have gotten there tomorrow. But whenever I go, right. it will not be with a high-powered oh rifle. And I actually have one at home, and I'm I'm not going to bring it with me. I, I think, oh, isn't that interesting? I think they're open because... tomorrow, Pat. I think they're open tomorrow. I think they're open. <laughs> I think they're open. Um, and now, it's interesting that you would say that because yeah. I think this is the same kind of rant that we got from the... Uh, Ohio shooter that didn't have a gun. Remember mm. him earlier this week. Yeah, wow. Uh, the Ohio shooter that didn't have a gun. When you listen to what that shooter who didn't have a gun said just a few months before, I don't want to kill people. I'm tired of people, you know, saying that I'm going to kill or people like me are going to kill. He had he, no desire to kill. He tried to kill. And then he tried to kill with a gun shaped yeah. like a knife and a car. One thing we do know is when you get there, it mm-hmm. will be closed. <laughs> yes, we uh, whatever that. that is. Or I won't have the proper documents. Right. It'll be one of those two things. Right. Wow. But eventually, your daughter will be 30, and maybe she can do it on her maybe own. she can do it on her, yes. Yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, so at some point, you'll get out. All right, all right, all right. Let me ask you this, Pat, Mr. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, say, let's say you thought your candidate was going to win. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. And... Um, and the other candidate said, this is rigged, and we're going to demand a recount. You would say? No. Okay. I, I, what, what would I be expected to say here? Well, I would imagine that you people? would say if there are people that are, that, I mean, if there's evidence, then we should pursue that. But right. no, just blanket statement. No, we're not doing a recount on everything. You accept the results. Well, if the results are a hundred and how many? One hundred and seven thousand or one hundred and fifteen thousand? It's falling. I, I know. I noticed the final Pennsylvania count came out. It was only about fifty thousand. Um, only fifty thousand, um, which is, I mean, right on the borderline of a recount. I'm going to say no to the fifty thousand. Uh, okay, so you're going to say accept it because your candidate won, but my candidate did not win. My candidate didn't even place or show. This is a this is a hypothetical. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. man, are you noticing this? 
Are you seeing this? I don't know. I'm not really seeing anything that's uh, happening right now. <laughs> really? Yes, I'm not. Uh... Am I drunk or am I perfectly clear? The only one here that's perfectly clear. You may be. Okay, Maybe. so I think we're all confused. So now, confused at what's going on. Yes. So now here, here, Pat. Uh-huh. Hypothetically, your guy is winning. You say that. Uh, n- no recount. You accept what's. Win- but mm-hmm. the minute your guy loses, mm. what do you say then? Well, then you obviously have to say recount. Big time recount. <laughs> Uh, you know, even if it's 20, 30 million votes, I think you recount it. You recount it. Um, and then you just throw out 20, 30 million votes. And then what you do is you, see, you but, ignore but, everything you said before the election. But see, that would be the tough part if somebody had tape of you saying no recount. I would accept a clear election result, but I would also reserve my right to contest or file a legal challenge in the case of a questionable result. No, that is not the way our democracy works. We've accepted the outcomes when we may not have liked them. Hillary Clinton has formally joined the recount efforts. I personally think that Donald Trump poses a serious threat to our democracy. Hillary Clinton joining the recount efforts in Wisconsin. He is threatening our democracy. Hillary Clinton campaigns hypocrisy on this in terms of joining it. That the election is rigged on the basis of nothing uh, is really so irresponsible it goes beyond the pale. You know there's going to be a recount in Wisconsin. Hillary Clinton's people have joined us. Any presidential candidate trying to discredit the elections and the election process, it's unprecedented. Hillary Clinton's mm. campaign is joining the recount effort in Wisconsin. <laughs> Amazing. So, the Washington Free I, Beacon, by the way. Yes, there's a problem. Some good work with that. If people have you on the record, <laughs> yeah. Unless, again, the real, uh, the real loser in this last campaign was not Hillary Clinton. It was the press. And this is why the press has no credibility. They went full throttle crazy when Donald Trump said that. Why aren't they full throttle crazy now on this recount? It is unbelievable because mm-hmm. you expect over time that politicians change sides when, you know, their side starts losing. All the things that Republicans once, you know, opposed, now they support. Everything that Democrats now once supported, now they oppose. Those things flip back and forth seemingly all the time, which is why we complain about principles all the time on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when it's a few weeks, you don't expect it to be this blatant. And where we're they getting, were... We're getting to the place where it's a few days and even a few hours, hours. sometimes. I mean, Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. came out and, and passionately, as you heard in that tape, said it was against uh, our our our... She called it democracy, right? Which is infuriating. Ah! Um, but I mean, the press was like, they thought it was the biggest deal of all time. They could not believe Donald Trump would even think about this sort of thing. And at the time, everyone pointed out, well, wait a minute, you, in 2000, you were on the opposite side of this. You all wanted the recount. 
Now, and in 2004, you kind of wanted it too, and that was 150,000 votes. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just a second. In 2000, because I lived in Florida, what was it, 538 votes? Yeah, something like that. You're under 1,000 votes. I say we count the damn thing. I agree. I I think he was, Gore was well within his rights to get a recount out of of Florida in that case. The question was, after the recount came back, were they still going to keep fighting it? And how were they doing the recount, which was at times completely absurd. But if you have a national election that comes to 500 votes, absolutely recount the thing. Um, when you're talking about 150,000 votes, it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. That was 2004 with Kerry and Bush. Here we are in 2016. The, the margin's a little bit tighter than that. But they just were saying, because they were expecting Donald Trump to lose, that it was absolutely ridiculous to, to go after a recount. They applied all of these things that Trump didn't say about, you know, you know, terror in the streets if I lose. I mean, as he pointed out there, and that was the second day, but as he pointed out there, you know, I reserve the right for a legal challenge if it's a questionable result. That is, a, that is the standard that. That, is, that is accepted, um, I think, with elections. Everybody understands that. So the, what is everybody saying the questionable result is? Well, it's close. 50, it's it's close in three no. states, and and she would have to. The so results would have to be overturned in all three states for her to win. And also, it would mean she'd have to hold on to close states that she won, like Nevada and New Hampshire. Um, so obviously, like you know, theoretically, if you're going to recount these states, you'd want to recount more uh, of the states that were close the other way too. Um, but the, what happened was there was a couple of uh, professors who said. Wait a minute, the digital ballots and the paper ballots aren't matching up, and we think there might be fraud. Now, they didn't have any evidence of fraud, but they thought the, the ratios with the demographics didn't really match up. Experts have run these numbers in other states with similar demographics, and they look completely fine. There's no reason to actually believe there's fraud here. There is nothing here at all. Donald but, Trump on the won other the hand, election. Trump, they need to get over it. Trump has contributed to this with the three million illegals voting thing right that did not now you've thrown that weird thing into the mix too when you should have just left it alone because you won because honestly if it were true and again there's no evidence it's true that three million uh, illegal voters actually voted that might be a real reason to open up not just those states but many states Mm -hmm. i mean because honestly if you really believe three million people voted illegally we probably should be checking all the election results Mm-hmm. So he well, in fact, has a much better argument about or for a recount than she does. <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. Except I haven't heard the evidence. No, there, of the three billion. There, there, is, no there is the evidence. Is uh, there was a guy who tweeted it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, I he ag- won't show his. I again, he won't show his evidence. He says he won't show it to any journalist to check on it or anything. Right. He's going to eventually release it to the public. Right. At some mythical. Day. I would prefer. That we don't use Twitter as fact. What? Yeah, I'm just gonna. Oh, 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 okay, Mister 2013. Wow. Before you go crazy, think about it for a minute. Now, this Liberty Safe gun sales are growing at an incredible rate. Actually, this is the biggest. I was going to ask. Does anybody know? This is the biggest. We sold more guns last year than any other year in human history. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. Well, he's pretty proud of that. He's actually mentioned it. Yeah. 
He's helped the gun industry. I mean, the yeah. one industry he has really helped is yes, the gun industry. Yes, he has. And it's true. All right, listen. You put your gun in a Liberty safe. The things you value, you value most and the things that are dangerous, the things that you must have in a Liberty safe. Right now, Liberty safe making 500 safes every day here in America. That's why it's number one. Well, no, it's number one because it's made here in America. It's unbelievable. Best built safe. Uh, bar none, I think, and also comes with a lifetime warranty and customer service is number one. That's why they make 500 safes every single day. Now you can save up to $250 when you buy a Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com and use the promo code BECK. Save $250 off. Discounts are automatic and uh, a matching mail-in rebate is also offered right now. But you got to buy before Christmas. It's LibertySafe.com. LibertySafe.com. Type in the code name BECK. LibertySafe.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. So let's, let's, I mean, let first just say, um, please stop calling this country a democracy. It oh. is not. It is a all democratic is republic. They drive that home, too. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Uh, for good it's, reason. It's code word. It's yeah, code it is. For socialism now. It is. It is. Democracy. Socialism, uh, I mean, fascism, communism starts with a popular vote. Right. And you vote it in, and then that's it. Well, that's what Lenin, that's what Lenin called communism in the beginning as well. Yes, it was social justice, and it was democracy. Yeah. And and then once, well, he said they were democratic socialists. Yeah, that, he said we're not communists. We're not communists. We're democratic socialists. We we respond to the democratic will. Now you have one vote, and then it's over. That's why democracies perish. Within the first decade, every time there's a democracy, they don't live very long. It's why our founders gave us a democratic republic. The republic is we choose with our democratic vote to find people who are the best of us, supposedly, and put them in office and they represent us. Now listen to Al Gore. And I think that we should go to a popular vote. I think it would... 
stimulate public Stimula. participation in the democratic <laughs> process <laughs> like so nothing else we could possibly, possibly do. Just and in the internet, I love it. talk down to some more, Al, will you? First of all, do you really think that a direct vote people are going, they really, they really are like, you know what, I'm not going to vote because uh, those dead damn electoral college. I've never heard that from oh, yeah. anybody. That was what, I've heard my vote doesn't count, right. but it's not because of the electoral college. Well, it's funny because we, we, when we were going through this and people were arguing it was a binary choice. And we were like, well, you know, if you want to make it a binary choice for you, that's fine. However, if you were in a, a state like Maryland that Hillary Clinton was definitely going to win, <laughs> why would you bother then voting for the Republican? If you knew that it was, a, it was only one person who had a chance to win, right. why would you bother voting for the Republican? Why not just stay home or vote for her? Because the case being made as a binary choice, you have to vote for someone who has a chance to win. Well, if you're a state, the only person who has a chance to win is the, is the Democrat. Should you go to the polls and vote for the Democrat? And, of course, the answer to that is no, you should not. You should vote who you vote your conscience, as they say. Um, but the point is, people were passionate. If you're a Trump supporter and you're in Washington, D.C., where Trump won like 10 percent of the vote, those that 10 percent was passionate to go out for, to vote for Donald Trump. They didn't feel like they shouldn't go out and vote because of the Electoral College. People know that people get involved in this process, whether their state is really at risk or not. Uh, you know, we kept saying, like, look, we may or may not vote for Donald Trump, but uh, well, we, we know we weren't going to. But we're in Texas. And if he loses Texas by less than four votes, he has bigger problems than us. Right. Uh, and he did not need us. And he won, as he said, without us. Point so being this, that, you know, you, you're you going to vote for who you're passionate right. for. And it's so ridiculous to say it would just stimulate the people and they would go out and vote like never before. There's problem number one. But listen, he goes on. Age. Uh, having people more involved, we got to get back to harvesting the wisdom of crowds in the United States. Okay, We've got to get so back. Just a second. Harvesting the wisdom, the wisdom, wisdom of crowds in the United States. Well, I think they did that really quite nicely in Egypt a couple of years ago. They harvested that. Uh, they they did not. They're also harvesting the wisdom of crowds in Syria right now. Oh, we did that in Libya as well. Oh, they did that in 1919 in Russia as well. Oh, they did that in Germany. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Christmas. I mean, in your imagination. And then the actual thought of going home for Christmas is like, no, I don't really want to know. Uh-uh. Don't want to be with those people again. Um, I was with them when I was a kid, and it's really, no, uh-uh. Don't want to go home. Maybe that's just me, and I'm guessing Jeffy. Oh, I'm not going home. <laughs> <laughs> we hate each other. <laughs> All right, let's see. 
so we, we were talking about this Al Gore statement where he is he is pushing for the Electoral College to be banished. Now, the story on the Constitution is what? Well, what is the what is the, the thing that progressives always tell us about the Constitution? It's old, it's dusty, they couldn't have seen the problems in our day, right? Right, yep. Okay. And you can make that case, I mean, you really can't, but you could make it in a in a uh, you know to a to a uh, an auditorium of lizards when it comes to the second amendment okay what are we going to have tanks mm-hmm. well yeah you were allowed to own a battleship back then same thing you could go and buy a ship and put cannons on it <laughs> if you had the money yes you could so um, so you'd have to be talking to a bunch of Neanderthals to be able to make that, uh, that statement. However, when it comes to the Electoral College, they couldn't have seen our day. Why did they put the Electoral College in? Now think about this. So the small states wouldn't be overwhelmed. So what? The small states wouldn't be overwhelmed. What do you mean? What, like, the small states like what would have a say because if you... If you have the popular vote, all you'll have to do is concentrate on the major population centers, and you'll win. Okay, so but that was crazy. That was like Boston and New York, and then nobody would listen to, let's say, Virginia and North Carolina. Okay, so that that was you know, they couldn't have seen our time. Like well, they for instance, they didn't know California was going to happen. Right, they didn't know they California, didn't know and like if no. if New York and California. And Oregon and uh, Seattle and Detroit uh, and Chicago uh, and uh, Boston. If you just campaigned in those areas and won the major cities. Iowa won't matter. Iowa won't matter. Idaho won't matter. No, you nothing know, will matter. Won't matter. But again, the founders were living in a different age. Okay. They didn't realize that. If a candidate could just, let's just say they could see California. If they could just win the popular vote by campaigning in all of the cities, they didn't realize that so many people in Washington, on both the left and the right, but mainly on the left, love the heartland and understand the little guy in the center of the country, just automatically. Mm, I think so, they've seen that. Right. right? The media, they didn't they see a media that could understand the heartland. <laughs> you know, back then, they didn't have a media that could ride off someplace and go someplace. Now we have helicopters, we have phones, we have Skype. Now media knows the heartland. So mm. to say that a popular vote would would disenfranchise half of the country, mainly the middle of the country. <laughs> okay, Mr. Old-Timey Dusty Document. But they see this as their opportunity. I mean, if they go popular vote like this and, and they can... You'll never campaign they out of can city. ignore uh, rural and country America, they win. You, you, you'll they, never... They win. You will never... Uh, uh, conservatives will never win another vote again. And I think that's true. Because it'll all be... The mindset of New York, and we found it, if we weren't such strong conservatives, 
I think living in New York City your whole life, there's not a chance we would have been a conservative. There's just not a chance you would have been a conservative. Because you think differently in that city. You, the city has set itself up as being your, your babysitter. You can't do anything in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so how many people who are living in the cities are like, no, we need that. We need that new train. Right. And that would be the argument, right? Right. There would be, I don't think that it would say that Republicans would never win another election. It's just that conservatives Conservatives would be, there would be no relationship. No, no, no. Republicans would just become, they would just step out into the sunlight and say, okay, yes, we've been progressive the whole time. Right. And it'd be giveaways to cities. Yes. In particular. Uh, because they would just target at who could give more to each city to <laughs> to get more votes out of the cities. Now, let me go back to Al Gore. Play the rest of the Al Gore. To the kind of conversation of democracy that allows good ideas to rise to the surface. Right. We lost that in the television age. Mm. Even though the Internet age is filled with all this Dude. junk, uh, it still stop, brings stop, the stop possibility. I thought he oh, invented, invented the, the initiative, but now it's he only invented just, the internet. No, it's just covered with junk now. So um, he wants to go back to a time before television, where good ideas from the center of the country and you know in different areas could just percolate up. Now, I'm not a historian. But I, you know. Play one on TV, right? I play one on TV. That's actually you. I've got a, yeah, I've got a history vault. I'm trying to think of what the percolator was <laughs> that had all those great ideas. Pamphlets. The pamphleteering was huge. Great, okay. <laughs> great ideas just percolated. Really? Uh, in the 20s, huh. 30s, yeah. Huh. So, so if we we got to get back to a way that we had a real strong dialogue before we had any technology. Oh, we had radio. Are you, that just doesn't even make sense. <laughs> doesn't does not. We are we have more we are more connected to each other and to ideas all around the earth than ever before. You know, instantly. What, okay, so before we we got on today, have you guys ever heard of master class? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm taking these, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've, I'm so stupid. I've never even heard of them. I mean, I don't, I don't know that everyone knows what they are. Okay, so it's uh, so somebody sent me one from Hans Zimmer. You know who Hans Zimmer is? The composer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. And he's done everything. He, I mean, he's, he's probably... Danny Elfman is my favorite, but Hans Zimmer is probably the closest to... Um, John Williams. I mean, he's just done every movie. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so somebody sends me this masterclass thing and says, Glenn, you got to take this class. And I don't compose music. I mean, what am I going to take a masterclass from Hans Zimmer for? And I watch it and it's just fascinating. It's 90, it's 90 bucks, blah, blah, blah. It, and it's f- tremendous. It's actually a college course taught, yeah, by, taught by Hans Zimmer. There's an acting the course taught, taught by uh, Dustin Hoffman. I think there's a writing one taught by Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. I mean, I saw that one. I'm going to take that class. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, we got to go back to the day when... <laughs> when what? When what? I can take a master class from Aaron Sorkin, Dustin Hoffman, and Hans Zimmer. 
at my convenience. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Never yeah. Better than we, uh, there's a, when, if we could just go back to an I- a time when ideas could percolate up. That is insane. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and here's what, again, here is why Donald Trump won. Because nobody in the media will call him on that bull crap. They'll play those clips and they'll just leave it and they won't say, come on. I mean, guys, you know I love Al Gore and the global warming thing, but that's ridiculous. Nobody will say that. No honesty. No honesty. Well, also, that's, that's, the, that's where we are truly impoverished. Also that his opponent was under FBI investigation and was one of the most corrupt people that ever read for office. There is that too. That's also why he ran. So I'll see. That was a, probably a good reason. Why. It did have quite a bit to do with it. It probably did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to win elections when you're constantly under FBI investigation. That's a lesson the Democrats can learn next time. In 2020, they could pick someone who wasn't Listen, under FBI investigation. Have you heard anybody since the election have a serious conversation of saying, what the hell? Why did we run Hillary Clinton? No. 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 They no. all That's just think the biggest thing. They all think it's like, oh, it's fake news. It's on Facebook. They're they're sharing fake news. They're not real stories. Oh, we hey, got to play the Obama fake news. Hang on, just oh, a yes, second. Got it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got it. Can I stop at the Facebook thing? Yeah. Facebook is sharing. Facebook is sharing fake news. Problem number one. Facebook doesn't share anything. You share share it. On Facebook. Two, Facebook should shut that down. Oh, so now we're going to trust Facebook to go in and edit what's real and not in real time with six, what is it? How many, how many? 1.6 a um, billion. billion users. Oh, yeah. no, that's going to be simple. Here's the thing. If you want freedom, then you have to have responsibility. Before you, not Facebook, before you share a story on Facebook, maybe you should use this device. Now, this is, I mean... Uh, I wish we could get back to the days when we all had to go to the encyclopedia, (laughs) but there's this old, it's almost like a steam engine thing called Google. You do a Google search, see who's reporting it. Not hard. If it's it's like Red Eagle Eye News 1, it's probably not a real story. Even if it's NBC.NWS. Yes. And it looks like news instead of NBC.com. That's not NBC. <laughs> I mean, you have it's a responsibility, not, not and it is not Facebook's responsibility, and I do not want monitors watching the Internet. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for, mm-hmm. because depending on who has the power, oh, I think there's a lot of people in the GOP that would want to make sure that we have those accurate stories out there. And that GOP, they will be more than happy to censor and to put people in there. Well, China, I think the People's Republic of China does a really nice job in their country and you know of what? censoring some of that news. And so do. does Russia. And so do and they. And so did Venezuela. All of the oh. good... Co- you know what? So did... Uh, so did Germany. Oh, and uh, Italy and Spain. Yeah, we got to do some of that. 
And now this. In cities, states, and Washington, D.C., politicians are threatening our Second Amendment rights. This is really a year to remember for guns. And we just told you, we just gave you the stat. This, they sold, we sold more guns this year than at any other year or any other point in the history of the world. Wow. Bon Arms is introducing their PT-2A, the Protect the Second Amendment gun from Bon Arms. It's a handgun, heirloom quality. When you carry it, you show where you stand on the Second Amendment. It makes a great Christmas gift. I want you to look at this. 25 different barrels fit every Bond Arms pistol. You can use 14 different calibers. Gordon Bond, if you buy one, has pledged that a portion of every PT2A sold will go to protecting our Second Amendment rights. It's a special edition handgun. I don't know how long these things are going to be lasting, uh, and they're only going to be available for a short period of time. Check it out now at bondbeck.com bondbeck.com looking for a great christmas gift texas made pt2a limited edition bondbeck.com the glenn beck program mercury Uh, We have to talk about the new Vulcan, uh, the new car by uh, Aston Martin. Uh, I, this is one of the greatest, this is freedom. This is one of the greatest cars ever built. I need a new car. Well, this one's a little pricey. It's $1.8 million. I can afford that, Jeffy. So uh, Aston Martin, Aston Martin said, we want to build the fastest car we can build. Uh, we want to build the biggest muscle performance car ever. But we don't want to build it for a race car because then it has to have special, you know, if you build a Formula One car, then it has to have special um, tires and special limitations and the engine has to be built a certain way. And then they said, you know what, let's go a step further. I don't even want to build it for the street. I don't want to build a legal car that you drive around. <laughs> we want to build the fastest car we can build. So this is the car, not of the future, this is the car of the past. If there were no regulations, what could we really build? The old moonshiner cars. Right. <laughs> so there's only 20 of these things being built, and I think they come with their own, like, Mack truck, you know, their own, uh, their own uh, trailer, trailer. That, because you can't drive it anywhere. You can only drive it on a track by yourself. Legally. Legally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This thing is crazy. It is crazy. How fast does it go? Um, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. They don't know yet. Um, mm-hmm. I was just reading. An I've, article I've about seen it. a test drive. Have you seen? Have you heard of this show? Uh, what is it? GT on? Is it Amazon or Netflix? It's the three English guys who are mm-hmm. very very funny, yeah. and they're going out. And uh, so episode two has this guy has this car. And they test drive it, and it is, I'm telling you, this car is violent. He's like, this is, he, he, he's, I mean, he, they're driving everything. 
You know, they're, they're, they're dropping cars out of airplanes and then they land on the, and they drive them away at three, you know, 200 miles an hour or whatever. It's not Top Gear? No, uh-uh. It's GT. Hmm. This guy, this guy is driving. They show him driving it and he can't drive it like the, the, the test drivers can. So he drives it for four hours to try to get used to it. And he's like, this car scares the hell out of me. <laughs> he's driving it and he's like, this car is freaking me out. It's amazing. It's called the Vulcan by Aston Martin. Glenn Beck. Mercury. get your news and how do you decide if your news is fake news or not and how do you decide whether you're reading the work of a russian troll or not or does it matter we begin there right now the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm a biggest fan. I'm raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we are one. I will be my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are one. All right. The president has come out. President Obama uh, supports registering women for military draft. Isn't that great? Um, I mean, geez, this guy has fundamentally transformed us. Um, uh, I want to talk about uh, fake news and, and the Russian trolls. But first, we have to talk about what happened yesterday in Ohio with Carrier, uh, Indiana. Oh, can, we, can we talk a little bit about the what we're finding out what that deal is and how uh president-elect trump said i'll punish you if you're a company and you want to move out of the united states i mean it's what he said throughout the whole campaign i i know and i I think a lot of those things that i took literally and i'm hoping other people didn't take literally they just took him seriously it's kind of hard to tell i mean obviously you know what it looks like is uh and the details are still sort of um, peeling out of this. There's estimates that about a thousand workers that were going to go uh, to Mexico with Carrier. Um, and, and they don't make air conditioners at that plant, as, as Trump mm-hmm. tweeted. They actually make furnaces uh, there, right? It's furnaces and something else. But um, so they uh, were going to go to um, Mexico. About 1,300 between, I've seen estimates between seven and 1,300 other workers from Carrier are still going. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, result of that, it was about a $7 million uh, tax credit um, that they gave to Carrier through, mainly because you know, Pence is still the governor of Indiana. He's, no, he's not the vice president yet. He's still the governor of Indiana. And it was through a state program um, in which they were able to uh, come up with a deal to, with incentives to keep the factory in Indiana. Um, now, states know, do that all the time. States do that all the time. I mean, I've never liked it. 
Um, I've never what, liked it. You know, I like, do I like tax credits? Yes. Do I like government picking companies, individual companies, to give tax credits to? The answer to that has always, my entire life, been no. Uh, For instance, a Republican let's just, or a Democrat. Well, let's, just, let's, just, let's just think this one through. If I want to grow my tax base in a state, um, what do I do? Well, the conservatives have always said what you do is you lower taxes, especially on businesses, because you will create more business. Business will move to your state, and then you'll have more people to be able to pull some taxes from, and so it'll be lower tax rates will actually increase your tax base. That's scientific mathematics. It, it, it is proven to work over and over and over again. What is happening here, and I have a real problem with it, is Carrier, now just for a 1,000 jobs, just got $7 million kiss from the state of Indiana. Now, if I have a 1,000 employees, I'm thinking to myself, well, what the hell's wrong with me? Why don't I get the seven? Why am, why am I not getting that? Right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a real problem. I mean, the, the, the theory is, as it goes, if you are a company that has anywhere close to a 50-50 chance of, if you're thinking, well, should we stay or should we go? You say you're going to go because it, you're either going to actually leave, which is, you know, you might do that anyway, or the, Trump or somebody else is going to come to you with a big gift. So you stay. Um, now, states do this all the time. Texas does it. Every state does it. It's, and, and it's not something that I let like. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It, it, here's where it doesn't make sense with, for instance, cities. Um, we are currently living in the most diverse city in America. It's Irving, Texas. It is wildly diverse. It's one of the bigger cities also in Texas, isn't it, Pat? No. Isn't it, isn't it I mean, top 10? I mean, it's a big... Irving is, like, very populous. That is really big, too. I very think. big, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's broken. They're spread out, but yeah. yeah. One so, of the zip codes, and it, it, the one, it's one of the most diverse zip codes in America, and it's something like 25% white, 25% black, 25% Asian. That's 25% across the board. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, and it's a great little town. It's a great town. Well, I happen to own what are called the historic studios of Irving, Okay. Um, and th- this is a big deal. Everybody who lives in this town, they know this. these studios. You live anywhere in the Dallas area, you know these studios. They've been here forever. They've made very famous movies, blah, blah, blah. When we first bought the studios, the mayor came over and was like, we are so glad that you bought these studios. We were afraid they were going to go into disrepair, and this, th- this is an iconic place for this city. Okay. Hmm. Now, if I was unscrupulous, you know, Mayor, we're <laughs> thinking about shutting down production here, and I own it. I own it outright, so I'm just thinking about letting it just sit. Uh, I don't need it because I'm getting a really good – I'm getting a lot of pressure to go to wherever. Um, and the town there, they've already said they're going to build new studios and they'll build them for us and, you know, all the job. Great. I could guarantee you that someone, probably not the mayor, but somebody in um, this town would say you can't lose 
200 jobs, and you can't have that studio sitting empty. Let's help them. Now, how does that work for the town? How it would work is some companies, like yours, for example, would be a winner, and other companies would be losers that didn't get that. And what that would be is government picking winners and losers. losers. You may remember this argument from places like Solyndra, where we didn't like that the government put giant tax credits and giveaways. Yep. Now, look, Solyndra was a much worse company than Carrier. Carrier's not going to go out of business next week. There are a lot of differences in the cases, but the fundamental principle of both is that I don't believe Wait, the government... what was that word? The fundamental what? Principle of both what? is that I don't want the government selecting their favorite companies. Yeah, but that's just companies- because you're a fundamentalist. I didn't understand the second word. You're just a okay. fundamentalist. Maybe I am. Right. I-, I will say at this point in this country and many of the people in this audience are going to have to agree to be in the same place. Maybe you just are a fundamentalist. I, I am. May- very well, maybe. I saw this deal... And I thought to myself, first of all, um, it, it might be good for Carrier, but if I'm a company that has a 1,000 employees and I'm struggling and I'm not Carrier, why the hell am I not getting this deal? Exactly. What it does is it incentivizes companies to do the same thing Carrier just exactly did. Exactly right. Why would, if, if you were even mildly considering it, why wouldn't you put it out no. there? It's up to the state to do that. It doesn't really, to me, it doesn't make sense for cities to do this because their tax base in this particular case is coming from me doing business here. So as a business, they're not saving jobs because anybody live in Irving? Is there anybody here that lives in Irving? One. One lives in Irving. Two. Most people that work here do not live in Irving. So they're not, they're, they're not saving their town jobs. In states, yes. But here's the worst part of this. Not only do I disagree with it, but states can make up their own minds and do this. The government is also offering subsidies for Carrier. So not only did they get the $7 million from the state, the federal government is also going to be kicking in. And what the, the scary thing that could happen, and again, this is actually not a Trump criticism at all, because this is a Mike Pence deal. Mike Pence is the governor of Indiana. So, I mean, Trump is obviously the guy who's at the top of the ticket. Everyone's talking about this. But this is something Pence did for his state. Yes. And it's something that a lot of places do for their state. I've never liked it. I didn't like it when Republicans do it. I don't like it when Democrats do it. I, I had an argument with Rick Perry when he was trying to get Boeing here by making yeah. all kinds of sweetheart deals. They all do this. Um, and but I mean, to me, it, it, it always has been and it always will be problematic. I love sports more than anything in the universe. Hate. However, do they do this with every stadium in every town? Always they, do. Of course every they do. How do the towns win? They don't. And how do the towns? Of course well, they, they don't claim win. It's going to increase the tax base. It right. doesn't. More businesses. It never works. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Here's one. Here's one. Because I had this argument with Rick Perry. Rick said the problem with. Boeing was that all of the wives from Seattle and all of the wives from Chicago were saying, Dallas, there's nothing but cowboys there. There's no arts there. (laughs) Well, do we not have in Dallas one of the greatest arts section you've ever seen? The one that I drive by all the time? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, all right. Okay, but they're beautiful theaters, concert halls, symphonies, art galleries, you name it. I love love just driving right by. You know what's different about ours than every other city? Rick Perry went to all the city, the big money in the Dallas area, and said, 
State's not going to pay for this. But you really want to help Dallas? Then you, Mr. Perot, need to build a new museum. Um. Oh, you should get together with some of your friends. You like art so much. You guys should build a art gallery. And that's how Dallas art grew because Texas was not going to fund all these art spaces. So the people who actually cared about it did. We have the largest arts um, section privately funded, I think, in the world. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a good use, right? You, want, you, you talk to private people. Because and they have a choice. They love, that's great. Right. The, the, doubt, the scary part of this is not what happened with Carrier, um, because, uh, you know, that's, um, that's a deal that states do all the time. Yep. And while yep. I don't yep. like yep. it, it's, it's not yep. the, the scary thing is, if you have a giant government contract, and the government can come back and say, you know what? You keep those 2,000 jobs here to make me look good. And we'll up your contract next year, and we'll more than pay for those 2,000 jobs. Don't worry about it. Right. That sort of corruption is not draining the swamp. Now, my hope is that Donald Trump doesn't do those things, but that is the risk you've of already this type set, of behavior. You've already set the precedent of going in that direction. The worst part is not that, however. I don't think that's the worst part. Maybe it's, it's a worst part. Maybe it's not the worst yeah, part. Yeah, I think, let me get to the worst right, part yeah, of yeah. this when we come back. Now this. A few years ago, I discovered a small home security company. Nobody knew about them. Uh, Nobody thought that they could take on Wells Fargo and everybody else. Um, But I met the inventor, the owner, the entrepreneur, and I met his staff. And I have to tell you, I said to them in the end of the meeting, can I invest in you guys? This is remarkable. Now, people know their name. I'll walk into stores, good, really high-end stores, and my son, he's done this I don't know how many times. He'll say, Dad, look at the door. And there will be the Simply Safe alarm box. Um, they are known coast-to-coast now as the trend-setting company for um, security, for home and business. New Simply Safe security camera is out. It connects to the sensors in your home, in your alarm system. By the way, one of the great things, no wires. So you want a camera someplace, you just pop it up anywhere you want, and it turns on, you set it to the sensors. So if you have a motion sensor, it will turn on with a motion sensor. You have a glass break sensor in that room, if, so, if it hears glass breaking, it turns it on, and it records everything. Oh, and it dials the police. Oh, and you're not going to believe the price. Literally, you will not believe the price. You can secure your home for hundreds of dollars, not thousands, and not paying over and over and over and over and over again for the same damn system every month when you're paying 50 bucks a month. You're paying $15.95 or $14.95 a month if you want to because there's no contract. These people have revolutionized home and business security. Check out their new security cameras today at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
is the Glenn Beck Program. So here was the worst part. I don't like, I understand states um, do what Mike Pence did with Carrier. I understand that. I don't like it, but I understand it. Um, in Texas, we did it a different way. In cities, it, I, I don't like it. But if somebody is going to offer me tax breaks that are offered to everyone, that's great. I'm going to do it, and I love that. Yeah. I love that. Now, the worst part of this is not that it happened at the state level, not that the government also put in subsidies, that they also get kicks from the government. The worst part is that Donald Trump threatened other countries. No. I will make your, y'all make your life miserable if you're thinking about leaving this country. Yeah, we should make sure you, companies, he's threatening other companies, not other countries. Yeah, companies, yeah. <laughs> it's like, sure. um, he, he's threatening other companies saying, you're, I'm not going to let you leave. Yeah. And not with sugar, but with spice. Uh, you're not leaving. Do you remember when we were uh, working at Radio City and I used to read um, all the newspapers, still in newspaper at the time, and I came in and there was this little story. I bet it was two inches by three inches. Um, and it was in the back page of like the Wall Street Journal. And I came into you, Stu, and I said, Stu, what does the government know that we don't know? Now, this is 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And you said, what? And I said, let me read this. Congress just passed a law, and I don't remember the details, but I think it was like 50% of your wealth is taxable at a 50% rate. Your wealth is taxable at a 50% rate if you renounce your citizenship and decide to leave the country. And I said, why are we trapping people who don't want to be here? What is it that they know that we don't know? Is there, have you heard of a big influx of people that want to leave the United States? Why are they doing that? Well, why would we do that? You make your country the place that everyone wants to go. You know, the, these liberals say, we don't want to build walls because walls to let people, stop people from coming in the uh, outside. Well, that usually just ends up being a wall to keep people in. Well, they're doing that with our money. They're doing that. Now Donald Trump is talking about doing that with companies. I'm not going to let you leave. That's Russia. That's Berlin. That's not America. But it's, it's the reverse lesson of, you know, a report that John Stossel did a million years ago now where he would say that they would go to these, the, the press goes to these closed down factories because they know there will be people walking out sad that they lost their jobs. So it's easy for the media to report on that story. It's difficult for the media to report on a thousand people going in different directions and finding jobs that they wind up liking better in two years. That's a very difficult story for the media to cover. And Trump, I think, has learned that lesson. He, you know, it's a lesson of I, he walked into that factory as a hero and the media was all there to see it happen. See, I really, I, I really, truly believe that the problem with us right now is we have been convinced by our culture, by our teachers, by our family, by our parents, by ourselves, whoever. We all so desperately want to believe that it, nothing 
should ever hurt you, that I should always be in a safe zone, that change is bad. And yet, everything about us, everything that God has, you know, you know why, you know why I'm, 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 I'm out of shape? Do you know why I'm out of shape? I'm being serious. No, 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 I'm being serious. Do you know why I'm really out of shape? I don't know. I mean, because I hate exercise. (laughs) That's why I'm out of shape because I hate it. Why do I hate it? Because I I do. I do. I feel crappy. It hurts. I feel crappy until you get to the point to where you feel really good. Glenn, you're going to feel really good after a while. I know I've been there before. I know. And then you're addicted to it. But then you stop and then you get out of shape and then you hurt again. Everything about you, when you want to build muscle, which is good, you tear the muscle. That's why you hurt, is you're tearing the muscle. Don't tear the muscle. Nobody should ever have a torn muscle ever. Well, then you're going to have a bunch of 90-pound weaklings. We have to get past this point. Yes, it will be bad. Change will be bad. But with change, with that pain, the human being adapts and creates something better. Why can't we get that? We don't want the pain. We don't want the pain. Again, you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If this happens, if um, if Mad Dog Mattis, General James Mattis, I mean, obviously, a lot of talk about that. Yeah, but if this happens, this is bad. He's being called the most revered Marine in a generation from the Marine Corps Times. So you wouldn't want a guy like that in, you know. May I just say how spooky this guy? Can I read some of his? Oh no, quotes. You're not going to like this guy. Now, first of all, this is a guy. That Barack Obama fired for good reason because uh, I want to get this exactly right. He rubbed civilian officials the wrong way. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, don't do it. Yeah. So let me show you the rabid mad dog that uh, <clears throat> maybe um, maybe joining us in the war front. Try this quote: "I don't lose any sleep at at night over potential for failure." I can't even spell the word. <laughs> the first time you blow someone away is not an insignificant event. That said, there are some a-holes in the world that do need to be shot. <laughs> I come in peace. I didn't bring art- artillery. And I'm pleading with you with tears in my eyes. If you F with me, I will kill you all. <laughs> Find the enemy that wants to end this experiment in American democracy and kill every one of them until they're so sick of the killing that they leave us and our freedoms intact. Mm. That 
is the guy. This is shock and awe. And this, you know, this is, this is, you know, we, we, there's a a long process that goes to, uh, you know, finalizing a secretary of defense, not to mention some legal challenges uh, because of an old rule with General Mattis. But I mean, this is being praised by even some Democrats. These guys, um, I'm telling you, the the challenge, this is where we're going to see Donald Trump's backbone is when all of these guys go to be confirmed. Right. But Mattis looks like he's got to do well. Be polite, be professional, but have a plan to kill everybody you meet. Think about it. Um, You're part of the world's most feared and trusted force. Engage your brain before you engage your weapon. There are hunters and there are victims. By your discipline, cunning, obedience, and alertness, you will decide if you're a hunter or a victim. No war is over until the enemy says it's over. We may think it's over. We may declare it over, but in fact, the enemy gets a vote. There's nothing better than getting shot at and missed. Seriously, it's really great. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot allow any of your people to avoid the brutal facts. If they start living in a dream world, it's going to be bad. You go into Afghanistan. You got guys who slap women around for five years because they didn't wear a veil. You know, guys like that ain't got no manhood left anyway. So it's a hell of a lot to it's a hell of a lot of fun to shoot at them. <laughs> Actually, it's quite fun to fight them, you know. It's a hell of a hoot. It's fun to shoot some people. I'd be right up there, however, because I like brawling. Mm. I'm going to plead with you, do not cross us because if you do, The survivors will write about what we did here for 10,000 years. Wow. Demonstrate to the world that there is no better friend, no worse enemy than a U.S. Marine. Fight happy with a happy heart and a strong spirit. I have to tell you, this is what our military is missing. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want monsters. I don't want people who love killing but I want people who, when they're faced with a bad guy, oh, yeah, don't mind killing you. You're a bad guy who's trying to kill us and take away our freedoms. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to kill you fast. And I'm going to kill you in such a way that everybody around you goes, oh, my gosh, I don't want any of that. Yeah, I mean, this this looks like a great pick. You know, again, great long pick. process to get there. Rumors and everything else will fly. However, great, you know, very well respected. Seemingly one of the best picks uh, so far. And, you know, a guy that, there's a weird law, passed, I think, the 40s or 50s, that says you, you have to be retired for seven years as a general to get one of these cabinet positions. Mm. Um, which is, a, I don't, I don't, I would like to, I've never, I've not tracked down yet. I mean, I just heard it on, you know, TV and I when did not he, bother. When to was he it fired? What, I mean, Thir- 2013, I think. Ah, oh. so, but I think even Democrats are saying, yeah, we'll probably overturn it for this guy. We'll probably, we'll probably get a waiver. There's been one other waiver, I think in history, maybe in the fifties. Um, so this guy, I, I, okay. So I'm with this. Remember I told you I was with a farmer friend over the holiday. Yeah. Okay. So I'm with this farmer friend, and he is the most soft-spoken, nicest guy, serves in his church every Sunday and, and works, you know, at the church on Saturdays as well. Hard-working, nice guy. Mm-hmm. He was a lieutenant 
uh, he was a lieutenant colonel, yeah, lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. And uh, he said, what do you think of Mad Dog Mattis? And I said, from what I know, I like him. And he said, yeah, I like anybody whose call sign is Mad Dog. Um, he said, you know, you don't, get, you don't pick your call sign. That's, they pick it for you. Your buddies pick it for you based on who you are. And I said, what was your call sign? And he said, Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, and I said, you were Mad Dog? He said, I was a very different man in the military. Mm. He is the quietest, nicest, politest guy you could ever, not a Mad Dog. And I thought, what was this general like when they gave him Matt? If this is who he is now, (laughs) what was he when he was, you know, a grunt, when he was coming up in the ranks and he was called Mad Dog? He is loved by the military. Oh, I know he is. Loved. And and, and what a great, I mean, look, there's a lot of things you you might have issues with, uh, you know, and who knows. But I mean, what a great change from, uh, from, a president who uh, objectively, while I'm sure he, you know, Obama obviously, you know, uh, just did not have the same sort of respect that many of us have for the military. Oh, hang on just a second. Quaint. No, that's not the problem. He, and excuse the slang here, but he sissified. He sissified us. He made us into school marms. He made us into a, a very sensitive bunch of people that I, I don't want to... No, no, that's not what your military, that might be what the, the civilian force is like saying, hey, 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 don't open the door for this military because they're madmen back there. Don't. You want a disciplined set of, you want a killing machine that is disciplined and under control. You can have heart. But when you open that door, you should be opening up the gates of hell. I, I don't understand. If we don't, if we don't change the culture of our military, we're doomed. Now, the question is, can we change the, I mean, I would really, it would be very interesting to see if we teach the Christian ethics again. Remember, that's one of the first things that Barack Obama did. Remember? He, he took out... Just to stop that. Yeah, he took out yeah. uh, Christian ethics as one... That was a required course for everybody at West Point and everywhere else. You had to take the ethics class. I can't remember. Do you remember what that was called, Pat? It wasn't Christian ethics. I can't remember. Um, but it was based on Christianity, um, that we're not fighting for vengeance and any of that. And he stopped that immediately, which when you're sissifying a, a, a bunch of battle people, why wouldn't you keep that in? unless you had a problem with religion. And so we took that out, and that was what really tempered us. So it will be interesting to see if we reinstate that class, because we need that class more than ever, because if we have a bunch of people who, whose instinct is vengeance, whose instinct is get them, make them pay, it needs to be tempered. And we put the teeth back into this military. We better be really careful. Make sure we put them back in the way they were in the first place. 
I will say, too, that this pick has very little in common with a person who is not an interventionist or not a, a person who's going to hold back and avoid conflict. Now, oh, Mattis is very balanced and very smart, mm-hmm. um, but again, a, a supporter of our conflicts. Hang on. Pat, you and I are more non-interventionalist than probably you guys, right? Pat and I are both close down our bases overseas, come home. I don't want anything to do with anybody else. Pat, I'm the president of the United States. And I think it would be the same way with you. You're my advisor. Do you think that I would want you to come in with a bunch of mamby-pamby guys in the Defense Department or people who have been in the worst battles in the history of America and know it and know that war is to kill the other guy faster than they can kill you. Definitely that. Again, I just think this is another, to me, it's just another piece of evidence that he is closer to the average Republican uh, in, to, in these matters that he is necessarily because he could say the democratic positions he had leading into the you campaign. could say i mean look i want to stop the wars and i want to bring people home so i'm going to put the biggest bad guy in i can find i don't mean bad guy but i mean biggest war dog i can find who's going to make my military rough and tumble again because here's what's going to happen i'm going to go finish those wars so I can bring everybody home and I'm going to finish them in such a way that everybody goes, good God almighty, don't mess with them. And it's consistent with what he said about, for example, ISIS, right? Like I'm going to bomb the hell out, like that type of right. attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Finish it. Right. Bomb them, fight them, kill them, finish it. Come home and you won't have to go back. I think this is a great pick. I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of, I mean, that's Donald Trump's way forever anyway. We're, I'll destroy you and then, ah, oh, you're okay now. I destroyed you. I beat you. I, you're down. Now I'll talk to you. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, well, no, he doesn't do that with everybody. No. No, it's not, not everybody. Not everybody. However, Mitt Romney. It's funny that you say that. But he hasn't done that with everybody. He does claim he's a counterpuncher, though. And that's what, yes, you, he does. That's what you want now, right? Yes, that's is. what we want. We don't want to go out and get our fat face into everybody's to- business. But if you attack us, yes. we're going to hit back so right. hard you'll never do that I again. I don't want a guy who wants vengeance. Right. But I do want a guy who, when you punch me in the face... We're coming after you. I'm going to break your arms and your legs and maybe snap your neck. Yeah. Don't ever punch us in the face. Um, And now this. The better you sleep, the better you feel. Scientific fact. In 2017, that will be the year you will have the best sleep ever. Because you're going to start sleeping on a Casper mattress. I love my Casper mattress. Pat has a Casper mattress. It's awesome. Um, and you can decide, you don't have to go in and decide, you know, and try a mattress out and, and, you know, try it out and, you know, lay on it in your clothes in the mattress showroom for 20 minutes. They're going to send this to you. Um, you buy it, you can have it for a hundred nights. That's a third of the year. If you don't absolutely love it, they will come and pick it up and refund every single penny. At their cost, they will come and pick it up. Casper Mattress, try it in your home, risk-free. If you don't love it, everything is 
uh, everything you get back, and they come and pick it up. Casper.com. Use the promo code BECK for $50 off the purchase of your mattress. It is a very affordable mattress and the best mattress I've ever owned. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com. Offer code BECK. $50 off the purchase of your mattress. It is Casper.com. Offer code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. Mercury. Eight seven two seven back. This is the Glenn Beck program. So apparently, Jeff Zucker uh, from CNN is uh, pursuing Megan Kelly like nobody's business. Quite actively, uh, uh, they say that he is moving the Himalayan mountains to get her. Uh, but they're tripped up on money. He just can't pay twenty million a year that the Fo- that Fox has on the table. But I mean, they also in the article. It says that she's despised by the other Fox host. I I tend to believe that, and uh, she it probably be it's probably a crappy situation for her in the building. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it is. And so I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised. Look, if I, I mean, you know, a million dollars is a million dollars, but if somebody offers you fifteen million dollars or twenty million dollars, and one is a place where you're going to be liked and respected, yeah, and happy, the other is going to be miserable. I don't. I mean, that's. I wouldn't want to live that way. That's a no-brainer to me. Um, so it'd be interesting too, because they're talking about her for the eight or nine o'clock time slot, which would be possibly going up against directly up against O'Reilly. Um, I don't know if if you want to take on that battle, but I don't know. Uh, if anybody's yeah, up to I it, know. I would say she is. Yeah, she'd be up to the battle, but I don't know if she wins. I don't know. No, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. It's got to be hard to, for anyone I mean, Bill, in to be. Yeah, to beat Bill <laughs> O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly is. That's a tough task. That's it's a, like all the, you remember back in the 90s, everybody wanted to take on Rush. Everybody thought, okay, I'm, including Bill, uh, I'm going to beat Rush at, at radio. Not going to beat Rush. And you just go head to head against the king like that, you're not uh, going to Remember Arsenio Hall. Yeah, the Tonight Show. Yeah. Not to go, everybody went up against Johnny. Johnny Carson. Right. It's not going to happen. Gonna, no. Stop trying don't. to beat him. You don't. Right. Uh, it would be, I think that would be a poor, yeah. a real waste I, of money. Be a mistake. If yeah, it's right. me, $50 million, $15 million, don't. Put her on at nine o'clock. Yeah, after Bill O'Reilly. That's what I, oh. I don't know what their lineup is though. I think is it Aaron Burnett currently at eight, who's not good. Not, <laughs> but, uh, quite honestly, but uh, quite honestly, it, surrender, surrender that time, surrender slot. that time, yeah, and then try for nine. Right, because I think you, you might win it. Just don't think you're gonna. Be, you're just not gonna be. It's just, and, O'Reilly. and you know CNN versus Fox. It's already a real uphill battle. Right. But I mean, if anyone you know could compete there, it would probably be Megan. But still, mm-hmm. it's a tough, tough battle there, man. Tough battle. Very. Bill would love that, though. Oh, Bill, I yeah. think Bill, they both love Bill, they would. They're both brawlers. Yeah, they'd love that. Both would love it. The Glenn Beck Program. America, so glad that you're here. We have a couple of things 
that I can't wait to get to. But we first have to start with the Russian trolls and fake news. We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> Hello, America. Well, welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Um, let's let's do a couple of things. Could we start with uh, uh, cut two seventy seven? Um, Allison Camerata melts down asking Trump supporters where they get their news on voter fraud. And by the way, you tell me: is this a meltdown? Weird description of this. Voting is a privilege in this country, and you need to be. Legal, not like California, where three million illegals voted. Let's talk about that. I'm glad I brought that up, Alice. Oh my gosh, you hear how hot she is already. Already, I'm thinking that's going to be a meltdown. Let's talk about that. Do, Paula. <laughs> so, where are you getting your information? From the media. Where else are you media? Some of it was CNN, I believe. CNN said that three million people voted. Well, in it was coming California. all across the media. <laughs> Well, of course, with CNN didn't do it, then they were being smart this time. I know, what show is this? This is, uh, it's, uh, Camerata is on, uh, you know, what, the morning show over there, right? Right. Um, And so it's. They're doing like a, like a town hall kind of thing? With, with Trump supporters. So these are a bunch of Trump supporters who believe that three million people voted illegally. Do you think that three million illegal people voted? I believe it. It sounds like she's about to get out a weapon here, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) This is a real, this is a real meltdown. Yeah. California, that there were illegals that voted. How many? I don't. To tell you the truth, nobody really knows that number. But, but do you think three dozen or do you think three million? I think there was a good amount because the president told people that they could vote and it happened in Nashua. We caught some people yeah. that they went into Nashua and they said, the president said I can vote. I'm here illegally. Did you hear President yeah, no, Obama say that illegal stop, people stop for could vote? I agree with that. Yeah, he. Yes, I think he there does. were illegals. I have no idea if it was three right. or three million, 13 or 13 million. I have no idea. It's, I, I, I mean, there's no uh, three million. Right, there is, is a no, massive yes, election there, fraud. There's no evidence. There's of No that. evidence of it. But I do believe some, some illegals of voted. We've we've known that for a long time, of and course. they did encourage. But please, can someone arrest Allison Camerata before she kills? <laughs> she oh is on the. Listen she is on the fringe here. I mean, she is into meltdown mode like you can't believe, and it gets worse. Yes, yes. Tell me where. On, on, uh, you can find it. Google it. You can find it on Facebook. All right. Hold on. I don't want to waste any more time. But anyway, I see where it came from. And it's uh, Fox Business Network deceptively edited a clip of Barack Obama to argue that the president encouraged illegal immigrants to vote when, in fact, he had said nothing of the sort when you go back to the transcript. You, okay. as you sit here today, think that, that millions actually, is that of true? illegal No, I, because vote. when we listen to that... He covers himself, right? Because just like he always does. I, I don't think Fox Wait, so, deceptively edited, but she's no, playing no. the game now because she's yes. on the other team now, and so she's, she's always been pretty good. I mean, there are some really bad ones over there. Yeah, is it? That's not Aaron Burnett. Who's the other one? That, what's the other woman over there that is just 
always so excruciating. Well, Burnett's pretty excruciating. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, so they're all pretty much all of them are turn the transmitters off. <laughs> they're just so bad. You just might as well just turn the turn the, turn the transmitter off. No, seriously. I believe in global warming. Uh, Aaron Burnett's on. Uh, just turn the transmitter off. <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's the conversation they should be having in the hallways of CNN. Nobody's watching this. Anyway. Definitely. So just, just let's stop. Turn it down. Let's, let's, let's reduce our, our, our footprint. <laughs> but Allison does not melt down there. No, not That at is all. not a not meltdown in any way. Okay, so, so here's the thing. Um, there is this, this thing about fake news. Guys, Pat, will you agree with me that one of the coolest things we did a we did a we we have to do this um, on air? Maybe next week we can do it on air. The two of us. the 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 thing that we did on religious freedom and the Constitution. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we spoke at a church and we did uh, ninety minutes on religious freedom, and um, Pat talked about religious freedom and what was happening around the world, and then I talked about the Constitution. Or what I was supposed to talk about was Constitution, but I talk more about the Declaration of Independence, and and I just I learned some great things about but the tie-in with the two of them because yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. knows about it. Nobody knows about it, and so we'll share this before we go on Christmas uh, break. Um, but I've got some great things to share about the Declaration of Independence. But one of them, one of the minor things, and I think this is, you know, when you tie this in, I think this is one of the most important things in the Declaration of Independence, and that is, you if the government if the government becomes hostile to the goal of protecting the rights of the people, mm-hmm. then it is the people's job to abolish or alter it. But that's not the end of the line, and replace it with something that will protect those rights. All that our society is doing right now is abolishing things. The media is corrupt. Okay, all right. What are you going to replace it with? What, what do you have to replace it that you will hold up and say, this is right. This is right. Even when it disagrees with me, it's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are you doing? You can't even do this. Is why I said there's going to come a time when you're going to have to be the most credible voice. Remember that? You're going to need your credibility because no one will believe anything anymore. So you have to guard your credibility right now. Well, when you pass on something from NBC.NWS.CA, that's... That's not NBC News. When you haven't done your work and you haven't passed that on, so what do we do? Let's blame Facebook. We got to blame Facebook for for passing on fake news. No, they're not passing it on. They're they they've created a platform where you can pass on, like, and share the things that you do. Nobody's taking personal responsibility, and we're burning everything down. The Declaration of Independence is clear. If it becomes hostile to these goals of protecting the rights of man, then the citizen has a responsibility to alter or abolish that government and replace it. 
We can't just tear everything apart. And this is from the same people who were saying that very thing about Obamacare. Well, you can't just repeal it. What are you going to replace it with? You don't have a plan. Well, and they they hammered that. And that was a winning argument for four years for them. And and the the Republicans never really put forward a good plan. Like, well, we're going to replace it with the free market system again. We're going we're going to allow you know competition between states. We're going to. I mean, they did. I mean, you know, I mean, there was a little bit of that, but not, not a lot. And, and one of the people not who actually did propose it was Tom Price, who was the HHS appointment, yes. which yeah. is you yeah. know, which but is why good. he's pretty good. Yeah. They yeah. never got any traction with any of it. I mean, right. it, they attempted. To, they they put some stuff forward, but it was never anything that really penetrated. Yeah. Um, and you know, so so what I'm saying here is, we have to be really careful. Us, we have to be really careful to say, you know, there are good people in the media. There are good people who actually try. And even those people I disagree with, again, Anderson Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anderson Cooper gets things wrong. He gets them wrong. He doesn't see things the way I see things. But we all know Anderson Cooper. Do you believe Anderson Cooper just has an evil agenda and nothing matters? No. no. no Not at all. No. Not at all. We can't throw everybody away. And and so what do you do with this problem? Because you're right, there is an issue. Um, you know, they've created essentially a free market of information, Facebook, right? You can yeah. share stuff as much as you want, you know, relatively speaking. Um, you know, there are some limitations on stuff, but, and people keep sharing. I mean, the things that have the really explosive headlines get shared a lot because people are like, holy crap, and half of them don't even read the article and they don't even look at the source. I'd say 90% don't read the article. Right. So what So what do you do about that? I mean, I, there is, you don't want Facebook controlling the flow of information. Never. Um, but, you know, I think it comes down to the individual. I, I think it could be interesting if they tried to do something where um, uh, maybe they allowed people to add on. There, there was a college, a group of uh, college students that came up with a, an add-on that would essentially give you a little indicator that would say this is, uh, you know, verify a verified right. source, um, and and that 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 would be something that you could theoretically install for yourself. I love that. You know, this that's has going, this has been going on for a while, though. Yeah. I mean, how many emails do you get that are filled with fake news, like from people who are really? Smart. Really smart. I get stuff from friends who are smart, who are like, Relatives, yeah. I cannot believe this is going on. And I'll, I'll read it and I'll be like, because you can't believe it because you shouldn't believe it. It's not true. And relatives. Yeah. I, I just got one. And relatives. <laughs> I just got one this weekend from somebody. I'm going to boycott Tyson Chicken. Not because I don't like Muslims. I love them. Uh, God said to love your enemy. But he did not say, I have to like what they're doing in the U.S. They want to make Muslims out of the U.S. Well, and then the story is that Tyson Chicken eliminated Labor Day and replaced it with Eid. What? No, that didn't happen. First of all, the labor union came to them and said, look, you've got 700 Muslims working at this plant or whatever, and they want Labor Day. This was one plant. One pl- They didn't eliminate Labor Day throughout the country. For one plant... I think they made a decision, okay, if you you can celebrate Eid instead of Labor Day. Isn't it Id? Or is it Eid? It's Eid. Okay. Right? I thought it was Id, but I have no idea. maybe no, it is Id. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's E-I-D, so yeah. I, would, I would... Whatever it is, Eid. it has a stamp. It's a holiday. Anyway, they 
they said one thing, then they reversed it, then they said because they got a lot of complaints from the other employees. And so what they did was they allowed some Muslims to to celebrate Eid instead of Labor Day. Everybody else could have Labor Day off. What is the problem with uh, there's that? There's no problem with that. And they didn't eliminate it nationwide, but this is circulating. Oh, and you know what? And let me tell you something. Funny. Let me tell you something. If the if the if the union which represents the people. Yeah. Now this this breaks down because you can't get out of a union, but if the union was representing the people and the 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 people who are working at that plant voted mm-hmm. and they said, "Yes, we want this one over that one." They have a right to do that. Exactly. What is exactly. the problem? But that doesn't mean Tyson replaced it all. Right, and it doesn't mean that Tyson is, 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 even if they did what they said they did, Yeah, you know, listen to their employees and let the employees vote, it doesn't mean that Tyson is trying to let Muslims take over America. <laughs> They're responding to their employees. And all you had to do, I mean, I, I thought, no, that can't be true. And it took me two seconds to find out, no, that isn't true. I mean, it's just not that hard. So if I, I think the solution is to ask people for just a little investigation. But you know what? Ability. It's really hard, and it's really hard with the, with the media in particular. Because it's not just the people. It's the media. The media. They don't see it. And I'm going to give you a prime example of why they don't see it when we come back. Now this. Burglars want your stuff. But there's one thing they don't want. They don't want to be seen. Well, they don't. Uh, actually, they don't want to be caught. That's Correct. It. They don't want to get. Amen. Why do you say it? I'm just saying they, <laughs> that's what happens. You seem to say that with stuff, a lot of conviction. All I like know you. is you don't want to get caught. All right. The camera. <laughs> and by the way, for anybody who thinks we pick on Jeffy too much and he hates it. Did you notice who Thank just you. brought that up? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. No, he did it with me. I'm on his side. You two are mean, but Jeffy, right? Thank you. Okay. Go ahead, Jeffy said. That's a winning position. Please, don't even speak right now, because when you're speaking, all I can hear is Pat and that horrible joke that he made about my poor mother that passed on. Yesterday? Yesterday. Still reeling? I still am reeling from it. I don't blame you. Please. (laughs) Anyway, someone someone comes home, you get a recording of it, because they have now Simply Safe security cameras, and these are great wireless cameras. Somebody comes home, you get a tape of it. Somebody breaks in, opens the door, they're not supposed to be over there, you get a tape of it. Uh, Somebody breaks the window, you get a tape of it. It not only records what happened it also saves it and plays it for the police when the police arrive and the police arrive because it also called them the new simply safe security system with their new uh, 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 cameras that are just tremendous that connect wirelessly to the sensors everything you need to protect your home and your family you can find it at Simply Safe without a contract at a very affordable price. Check out the new cameras today at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. We are the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. 
I want you to listen to this guy. And now this is a guy that most people don't know, but I, I, I want you to listen to him. He's from NPR, um, and he was on television, and he was, he was talking about the right-wing media and how it brainwashes people. Now, there's going to be something important that I tell you about this guy after, so I really want you to listen to what he's saying. It's like you stop caring what's real and not real. Well, I'm glad you said that because it takes two for a lie to work. The liar and the person who's willing to accept it. And right now we have about half the population who is who have been conditioned, conditioned. One might even say brainwashed by close to 50 years of right wing media, which has uh, characterized, demonized mainstream media and characterized it as unpatriotic and un-American and has talked about in in grossly misogynistic ways and grossly racist terms uh, in Islamophobic and other xenophobic terms and has has allowed about half of our population to bathe in a sort of humiliation. And I use that term advisedly because you know, some of us are nervously paying attention to Weimar Germany and seeing where the parallels are. I just wanted to point out a couple of things before I tell you. First of all, the half the population has been brainwashed. By the right-wing media. The right-wing media. Wow. Brainwashed. Well, that we have sounds, Fox News and Talk I, Radio, and they've got everything else. Can I tell you something? Brainwashing half the population. That sounds like a sci-fi movie. That's so conspiratorial in its tone. It's craziness. Mm-hmm. Half the population has been brainwashed by the right-wing media. All right. Second, on the same topic, what was the last thing he was talking about there? Was the last thing he said? Anybody remember? <laughs> no, I've already forgotten. You've been brainwashed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, do you remember? It's, no, I don't. Conspiracy. I thought that was a rhetorical, yeah, no, like, it, wow, here comes a big point. Well, Did you? It was. No, no, no. I was, okay. I was bluffing my way through because I can't actually remember. I could probably play the last. Yeah, play the last ten seconds. That's all I need. It was another. It was a. It was conspiracy. Conspiratorial. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So he, he he talks about brainwashing, which is conspiratorial, and then Pat, and then uh, play yes. it. Then he talks. <laughs> A lot like this. And other xenophobic terms. And has has allowed about half of our population to bathe in a sort of humiliation. And I use that term advisedly because a lot of you us. Know, some of us are nervously paying attention to Weimar Germany oh, yeah. and seeing Excuse where the parallels Wait, are. Excuse me. Uh, right. I thought we weren't supposed to talk about Weimar Excuse Germany. Me. Or- wow. Every time I have said mm-hmm. we need to pay attention to Weimar, the Weimar Republic, and every time the people in the media say, oh, a conspiracy oh, theory. Yeah. Oh, here he goes on Hitler, calling everybody Hitler. Have you noticed how much time we have spent talking about Nazis, Nazi parallels, Weimar Republic from the credible media? It's happening all the time now. Okay, here's the important part. This isn't just some voice. This is a voice that is also employed by NPR. So you're paying his salary. Mm -hmm. Okay. But most importantly, this is a professor of journalism. This is a guy who is teaching the journalists 
Now, if you have this guy as your teacher, how do you? How objective are you going to be? Are you not? You've been brainwashed Uh by your professor of journalism. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. program glad you're here can i ask you how did i miss samantha b not that i've not that i'm like oh my gosh i'm glad i found her but what where did she come from no idea i i have not heard of her until the last month yeah yeah same thing with me um do you know her history do you know where she came from anybody Oh, the Daily oh. Show. That's right. With uh, with John Stewart. Stewart. Yes, she oh, did okay. stuff with the Daily Show. That's right. Okay. So anyway, so she's got this uh, show on. I've I've never seen it. I've seen a couple of things from it. Where is it on? What's what? TBS. TBS. Turner. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. So she's she does a late night show, and um, and she's agonizingly liberal, um, but funny. You know, if you can get past the, you know, the the stereotypical liberal, you know, stuff. Um, did we play the segment she did uh, that Trump can't read? No, I don't think it, so. Okay. It's very funny. We must have just seen that off the air. Yeah, she was making a point of how Trump had made some accusation on somebody. And he's just like, I'm just saying it. I'm just, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, he was making some accusation on somebody and she was like, well, we took that to heart, and he's right. We should be able just to look at people and say, I don't know. I mean, it kind of looks like that. And she went back and she did this, quote, investigation of all the times where it looked like he was kind of sounding words out and said he couldn't, you know, he, he didn't read this and he didn't read that. And she did this really funny um, parody mm-hmm. of just charging people with nonsense of, I think, there it is, America. I'm just saying it. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump can't read. <laughs> and it was a very funny point. Um, but the reason why I bring her up is um, that um, she went over, and and I don't understand this show. Again, I've never watched it, but I don't understand this show because she went over to Russia and shouldn't investigation, shouldn't CNN be doing this? She went over to Russia to talk to actual Russian trolls, the people who... From the movie? No, no, no. (laughs) Um, These are the people who are online, and they are posing as Americans, and they are just dumping poison into the system. And we know this is happening. Um, It's documented. She goes over, and she meets with two people that are actual Russian trolls. Can you play a couple clips here? Mm -hmm. It's pretty remarkable. Listen to this. The White House has accused 
Russia of interfering in our election. Russia has said, absolutely not, we're not interfering. And yet, here you are in front of us telling us that you are. Can you understand why some Americans would watch this segment and go, Yes. What the f*** is your deal? Why? So, why? I see something that I don't like, and I need to break it or change it. Really? Why not? People are crazy. Are you crazy? Of course, I'm sitting here in mask. Okay, play the other one, 180. Do you sometimes like to create misinformation? Sometimes it, it, it's needed. The ultimate goal in my work is uh, we have three markers. So one goal is? Peace off. Enrage people. Yes. Goal number two? Changing their opinion. Change people's minds. What's yes. goal number three? When your opponent just shut up. Okay. Completely silence this discussion. You just shut it down. Yes. And while some trolls work nine to five in office buildings, others just do it from home. It's nice to work from home. Of course. Subvert democracy in your jimmy jams. Yes. So chaos worldwide in your trackies. Yes, yes, yes. Like the big boss in my bed. Mm. Um, so there was another uh, woman that they that she interviewed as well. Both very, very credible and she was kind of making it into a joke, although she was, she is actually concerned about these Russian trolls, as we should be. Yeah. As we should be. And I, I, I guarantee that many of the, uh, the most virulent Trump supporters that we saw on Facebook, on all our Facebook, Americans. they're not Americans. Not you Americans. can tell by their spelling, by their you language. Can tell, you can tell they don't by the. Well enough. You know, Tanya read something to me. She got something, um, you know, online, um, you know, these hair curlers for Cheyenne. And they were from China. And it was, you know, as seen on TV, blah, blah, blah. And she comes to me because she didn't know how to use them. And she comes to me and she said, listen to the directions. It was, I have to bring it in. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was obviously written by somebody in China who doesn't speak a word of English, okay? And it's all printed up and all very nice, but doesn't speak. And she read it to me, and we laughed, and I said, you know what that sounds like? Facebook. Yeah. That sounds like so many people on Facebook right now. You can tell. Some people are really, really vile, and they're Americans, and they're real. But there's a lot, I mean a lot, that I have read over the last six months that I don't think they, I think they're Russian, Mm-hmm. Or some, from someplace else, they are not. English is not their first language. No doubt about it. The other troll, uh, the female, when she was asked about spreading incorrect information and changing the conversation about the election, she said, "And the Russian trolls are to blame for that. Uh, maybe the people are to blame. They're lazy and believe everything they read." I mean, that's what they that, that's her justification for doing it again i mean there is personal responsibility on right. our part and we, the, we and, gotta be careful right and and what are they doing they are sowing the seeds of hatred yeah and they're they're trying to get people to be so angry with each other this is this should not be a surprise this has nothing to do with donald trump this, this is something that the media on all sides 
should be making people aware of. Back in 99, Stu, could you put on a list? I want to find the interview that, um, what's his name from Russia, Dugin, did in 1999. We were together when, when I first read it. Do you guys remember this at all? We've talked about it before. Dugan gave that speech, and I didn't know anything about Dugan at the time. And I kind of mocked it and was like, okay, listen to this crazy guy, where he said that America's going to break up into five different sections. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. That was, that was more recent than 1999. No, I think we found it was in 99, and I think we found it later. Yeah, okay. Um, but um, it, it broke, he said, it's going to break up in five different factions, um, it's going to be a civil war. Uh, country, the country is going to tear itself apart. And I remember reading it the first time going, this guy's, who is this guy? And found out he was a pal of Putin and he was in the, he was, you know, head of the Moscow University. And I'm like, this guy's actually being listened to. The important thing was, is he said, we're helping it happen. We have operatives here and there that is pushing America over the edge. We can't play into this. We can't dismiss it. And we, we, we you know, for, for siblings to argue with each other, okay, they're siblings, I get it. They're still family. Now, you could sit here and you could listen to your two siblings argue back and forth and you'd be like, guys, knock it off, stop it. But if somebody from another family just jumps in and starts souping them up, wouldn't you, as somebody in the family, say, hey, dude, what the hell are you doing? I'm just, uh, they're stupid for not telling me that I'm not part of the family. Dude, what is your point? You're trying to destroy my family? Before we continue our argument with each other, Maybe we should make sure that we are indeed talking to each other (laughs) and not being used by someone who is trying to destroy us and break us apart. Now this, the Fed is talking about raising interest rates. I want you to read a book called Currency Wars. Um, we're going to spend some time on some of the topics in the next couple of weeks, but next next January, I, I'm really going to try to teach a few things about currency and how it works because I, I have to tell you, I'm reading history about um, uh, the central banks and currency and and how it all works, and I'm I'm telling you, I really truly believe the central banks. They will go back and they look at history because I know they did at the time. They look back and they look at things like the Weimar Republic and they say it wasn't that bad. It only lasted three years. And England was in trouble. France was in trouble. The entire West was in trouble. And Weimar actually, while, yeah, some eggs were broken, but we made an omelet. I'm telling you, that stuff is happening. And when you see the Fed say they're going to start raising interest rates. Now, why would that happen? Well, for one, it'll make things impossible for Donald Trump because now he'll have an economy that is completely the wheels are coming off. 
You don't think that the people at the Fed, that Janet Yellen wouldn't mind seeing somebody like Donald Trump fail and have trouble? They can't raise interest rates because the economy is just too weak. We can't withstand higher interest rates right now. You push those higher interest rates in, then the Fed has no more magic bullets. You can't turn that around. The liberal media has been lying to us forever, saying that, you know, Barack Obama doubling the national debt's not going to be a problem. The economy is fine. I'm telling you now, after January 20th, you're going to start seeing how bad the economy is. The, the media is all of a sudden going to start talking about how bad the media is. They will start telling you the truth to undermine Donald Trump and the Republicans. Financial security, not now, not now. Please do your homework and call Goldline and tell them right straight up, I'm not planning on buying anything right now. I just want to start doing my homework. Can you send me your information on a cashless society? You'll, you'll, be, you'll be blown away at what they have put together to show you how this is coming read their important risk information. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. Ask for the information about, I, I've, got a, I've got an IRA. Can you help me figure out if I can actually put some of that in physical gold? Yes, they can. Gold and especially silver, everyone can afford. Call them now, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck Program. Any good movies to see this weekend? Anything good that we should see? You saw, what's the Harry Potter sequel thing? Uh, Fantastic, <laughs> Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, Beasts and Where to Find Them. I read that Fantastic Beasts, Beasts is Star Wars Episode One of Harry Potter. And that yeah. uh, wow. the, the, I mean, the guy who plays the professor is the Jar Jar Binks of the Harry Potter Ooh. series. Really? It's not that bad. It's you not told that, me it's not it was that bad. really good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I said really good. I said I liked it. My wife thought it was very good. Uh, my boys didn't like it. Uh, my Yeah, my teen sons didn't. didn't dig. Well, that's right, because we were talking, because my, 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 my teenage boy, Max, he talked to me a little bit about it, and yeah. then he was like, he went off and investigated, and... He hasn't mentioned it at all. Hmm. So that's not, yeah, doesn't bode well for it. It's, I mean, the people, I, I think it actually got pretty good reviews online and on Rotten Tomatoes and all that, but the people I've talked to, it's been yeah. kind of mixed. So have you heard about Rogue One? First of all, Rogue One, if you don't have your tickets for the opening day, you're just not going to get tickets for this. this <laughs> is, is that true? I don't think that's 100%. I, true. I'm, not, I'm not sure it's entirely true. Um, at all bet. theaters, 
Not at all theaters, but yeah, you know, but, it's yeah. it's selling. Opening really day will good. be tough. If you want to move, bump it into the next week, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, so I'm reading a review on or the backstory of Rogue One, and I can't remember the guy's name. He's a big writer. He wrote the um, the Born series, um, and he was I think he was being paid two thousand dollars a day to help with some rewrites with Rogue One. They ended up paying him two million dollars. So it's wow. had extensive wow. rights and reshoots. Oh, so it's in trouble, you think? No, here's the thing. The review, this is like, I, I don't remember what it was, a Hollywood Reporter or one of these things. The review said that um, uh, this is the real problem with Rogue One is um, uh, you're never going to see the... Um, what was the guy's name who, George Lucas, you're never going to see the Lucas things that always made Star Wars quirky because Disney is such a machine that they will research it, they will reshoot it, and they will make sure that it's mainstream and um, and doesn't have any of those Jar Jar Binks things in it. And I'm like, that's that's what I want. Yeah, that actually sounds much better. Right, it does. (laughs) That's why I celebrated when it got away from George Lucas. Yeah, I mean, look, he obviously blew most of those movies. I mean, I I, I still love them, but I mean, really, it's Star Wars. One, two, and three, I I can't watch. Even Return of the Jedi, let's be honest about it. There's there's a lot. Oh, I like Return of the Jedi. I like like the first three. And I like the last one. Too much, too many Ewoks. All right, there's Ewoks all over the place. Yes, yes. too many Ewoks yes. for sure. That yeah, was that's too much true. Of a focus, you know. But that's and then true. and then you know the the prequels. I mean, are universally loathed. I hate there's, them. There's, I think, if you took all three prequels. And, and you, you made it into a 90-minute movie. movie. Yes. One movie. Yes. With all the best scenes, it's a not a bad movie. Yes. Uh, but that's about it. That's all you can. That's get it. That's it. But I mean, Revenge I, you know, of the Sith isn't that bad until it gets to the no. From Darth Vader, I think Attack of the like, Clones okay. has its moments, you know. Uh, but I mean, no, it really it would make one good movie. One Those great three movie. movies would make one great movie. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury.